that are on their way, and so we're going to open in prayer, and we're going to have some uh, uh, Christmas carol, and then we're going to have some specials by uh, these folks over here, and I know you will enjoy those. They were working hard on those, and uh, it's so good to have you here tonight, this wonderful time of year. I love Christmas. I love the preparation uh, throughout the uh, last couple of months, preparing for the cantata and just all that's involved with that. Not always easy, but I do enjoy it, and uh, I hope you will enjoy it tonight. But let's go to the Lord in prayer then. Father, we do thank you that we can come and be here in your house tonight. I thank you for those who have come to visit with us. And Lord, I pray that tonight that you will just bless them as they hear the word of God through the songs and through the narrations. And then, Lord, I pray uh, that you would bless uh, our choir, that you would help them. Uh, to be able to sing and touch their voices. And Lord, I pray that all that we do tonight would bring honor and glory to your name and lift you up and exalt you. And Lord, I pray that you would bless those who are still traveling, give them safety. And Lord, we ask you to just meet with us tonight in a very special way. We love you and thank you for this time of year that we can uh, just celebrate your birth, your coming for us that we might be able to have everlasting life. 
So, Lord, I pray that you would bless us tonight. In your name we pray. Amen.
gathered round the table so much to be thankful for this Christmas oh how I miss it but through the joy and laughter you could feel the sadness cause this Christmas everyone's not with us Strong enough. 
For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Join us as we celebrate the birth of our Lord. Unto us a son is given, and unto us a Savior is born.
Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. God chose Mary, a young virgin girl from Nazareth, and of the lineage of David. God sent the angel Gabriel to bring a message to Mary. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. When Mary was found to be with child, Joseph was faced with a decision. Being a just man and not willing to have her stoned, he was going to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child.
And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn.
And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel of the Lord said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men.
The beautiful song, O Holy Night, was originally written in the French language as a poem by Placido Capeo in 1843 and was later set to music in 1847 by Adolphe Adam. Soon the song was translated into English by John Sullivan Dwight. The carol reflects on the birth of Jesus' humanity and his redemption. When we listen to the lyrics to O Holy Night, we can reflect on the night of Jesus' birth. And it reminds us that this holy and divine Jesus was born in a lowly manger. Through his humble and miraculous birth, this wondrous gift was given to mankind. We fall on our knees in awe and worship him, and we recall the true meaning of Christmas, the birth of Jesus on that beautiful holy night. Enjoy this original version written by David Phelps entitled, Fall on Your Knees.
was born and the star did shine oh holy think about that babe in a manger or whether we should worship adore that babe in a manger but the shepherds came and they adored that babe in the manger later on the wise men came and they adored that babe in the manger so even though he's no longer in that manger we should still celebrate this time of year and adore the great God of heaven who was willing to strip himself of all of the glories of heaven and come to an earth that was cursed by sin to be the spotless son of God, God in the flesh, that we might have the privilege of everlasting life. He came as that babe in a manger, but yet he lived a spotless life, a sinless life. And oh, if we could be able to portray that life, a life that was filled with ridicule, a life that was filled with sorrow. At one point, Jesus said, the foxes have holes. The birds of the air have nests. He said, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And he did all of that as he went to the cross of Calvary so that you and I could know the forgiveness of our sins, so that we could have not only the hope but the promise of everlasting life when we confess that we are a sinner and that we and be born again through the precious sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. So tonight, let's adore him. Let's worship him and give him the glory that's due unto him.
Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And, it, and he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to, to, to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast pre prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed him and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Swallowed up by righteousness, vanquished by the Son of God, it was finished on the cross, it was finished on the cross, and we
song right boy what a great song in the gospel of John chapter 19 verse number 31 the Bible says that when everything was happening on the cross that day that Jesus took the vinegar and he drank it then the Bible says that he said Jesus himself declared this is why this song's so good because it's biblical okay that Jesus himself declared it is finished. And he gave up the ghost. Boy, our God is an amazing God. See, everybody else thinks this is, this is bad. Everybody thinks that it's finished. Oh, it's, it's, it, it's over. It's done with. Look, he's dead. There's nothing that's going on. But that's not what he meant. He meant it's finished. It's complete. It's done. I've taken care of it. There's nothing else for you to worry about. I'm dying for you. I'm finishing it. Death is no more. The sting is gone. The curse is gone. It's all gone. I've finished. There's so much I want to preach on about that. The work that God the Father imagined before, the Bible says before the foundation of the world. He's the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. God's plan that was in his mind all the way back there, it was in his mind. And then God has been thinking about us that whole time. And when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and it looked so bad, God was like, it's okay. I've got a plan. 
I've got a Savior. I've got somebody that can handle that. And he was thinking about us. And then that miraculous day when a baby's born in a man, when God became flesh and dwelt among us, we beheld the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And we looked at it, and the whole world didn't know what was going on, but God said, I've got a plan. And he grew, and he lived among us. And he bore all of our shame. He felt all of our hurt. And he was at every point tempted like as we are, yet without sin. That perfect man, Jesus Christ, went to the cross of Calvary. And he finished it. He finished it. Let me tell you why this song's so good. Every fear, every issue... Everything that you got was addressed in the verses of these songs. Number one, we all stood as captive slaves. Every one of us has been made a slave by the sin that's in our life. It's destroyed relationships. It's destroyed joy. It's destroyed peace. And even though we want to run from sin, we just can't seem to do it because we're a captive to it. The sin that I don't want to do, that I do. The good that I would do, I just can't seem to find a way to do it. But Jesus finished all that on the cross of Calvary. There's no need for any person to be bound by the chains of slavery, by the chains of addiction, by the chains of anything that sin has to offer. All of that can be broken through the blood of Jesus Christ. The sting of death. Listen, I'm not afraid to come in this evening and preach to you. Maybe you're just plain old scared of dying. And you wonder, when I leave this world, what in the world is going to happen to me? The sting of death is gone because Jesus bore my sting of death on the cross of Calvary. And he absolutely 100% has taken away the sting of death. For the person who has put their faith in Jesus Christ, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. His rod and his staff will comfort me. And he will walk right beside me and walk me over to that wonderful promised land. Maybe you just need some hope and some encouragement about dying tonight. The sting of death is taken away. What he says in this one. And even though our hearts have turned from sin, the flesh is waging war within. Maybe you're in here tonight and you're saying, Mike, I just don't think this stuff is all that real. Because look at the world around us. Look at how evil everything is. Look at what's going on. I know, I get it, I understand. But I want you to look at the cross. I want you to look at the birth of Jesus. I want, to look, I want you to look at all that stuff. None of that stuff made sense either. But was God working? Absolutely he was working. Those that lived during that day had no clue what Jesus Christ was doing on the cross. All of those were going, why is he dying? This doesn't make sense. And we look around our world and say the same thing, don't we? It doesn't make sense. Can you trust him for a moment? Can you just trust him? And then that last one in there, that very last verse. He says, 
his gift of grace our heart betrays with urge to merit or repay. Do you know what? There's so many of us that we think somehow, somehow we're going to repay God. We're going to do enough good. We're still working on that old, old thing that somehow we are going to work it out with God. No. It's His free gift. And He gives it to you. And you accept it completely on the merit of what He did on the cross of Calvary or you reject it completely. You're not going to bargain with Him when you get to heaven. You're not going to bargain with Him here on earth. It's finished. It's completed. It's done. And the simple question that is before you tonight on this Christmas celebration is will you accept His free gift of grace and mercy purchased on the cross of Calvary by the blood of Jesus Christ, finished, taken care of, will you accept it? He finished all that, and now He offers life and life more abundant. Life, life more abundant here on this earth and life everlasting that cannot even be imagined in the other world. Would you accept that free gift tonight? You want to hear them sing that song again? I do. You sing them. You let them sing. If you need to come tonight, you come. We want to pray with you. We want to help you if you need to come this evening. Swallowed up by righteousness, vanquished by the Son of God. It was finished on the cross. It was finished on the cross.
the cross, his gift of grace, our heart betrays with earth to merit or repay. We need not live to pay the cost. It was finished on the cross. It was finished on the cross. And we brought me life I know 
beyond 